Today we are joined with Nick Leggett, the CEO of Transporting New Zealand. Nick started his career in local politics, first being elected to Porirua City Council as a councillor in 1998. He was later elected Mayor of Porirua in 2010 and served as New Zealand's youngest mayor at the time. Since his time in politics, Nick has been the Executive Director of NZ Alcohol Beverages Council and later was appointed to the role he now holds, which is the CEO of Transporting New Zealand. Today we are talking with Nick about Transporting New Zealand's new report that highlights the country's continuing deterioration of roads and the government's questionable focus on heavy rail rather than roading. We will discuss whether this rail prioritisation is good value for money. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for coming on to Taxpayer Talk. Good morning, Levi. Great to be here. Awesome. So before we get started, um, what is Transporting New Zealand and what is the role of this organisation? It's a really good question. Iara Aotearoa, Transporting New Zealand, which is our full name, is we, we represent the bulk of road transport operators in New Zealand. So people that carry freight on the back of their trucks, mm-hmm. generally for hire and rewards. So people that are carrying other people's freight from one point to another, uh, and also companies, contractors, people who, who have a large fleet of trucks that they use for their business. And uh our job is to obviously be connected to our members all across the mm-hmm. country, but we we advocate on issues of policy in Wellington and technical issues facing the industry, and of course political advocacy because we've as sure. an industry we've got to fight our corner. Yeah, and no, absolutely. And um, so going back to your recent report that you launched, was it in February, the beginning of this month? Yes, it was uh, well about a week ago. Actually. Oh, right, a week so, ago. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's not. It's pretty new. Pretty Very new. recent. And um, so going back to the report um, where you're comparing the difference between freight um, on road and rail, um, what is the percentage of freight transported by road compared to rail in New Zealand? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Ninety three percent of mm. freight in New Zealand is travels by road on the back sure. of a truck. Six percent by rail and one percent using coastal shipping. Right. But uh, as one of our members actually said last week, who's got uh, is a trucking company with a big um, uh, rail part of their business, uh, he said, oh, you know, 75% of our business is, is on road and 25% on, on train. But he said, everything that goes on a train touches a truck at either sure. end. And that's really the point about this. Because mm. Kiwis say, you know, you know, across the political spectrum, you know, there'll be people listening to us today who will be saying, yeah, but we should put more on on rail. And why can't we put more freight on rail? And actually, mm. that's a really good question. And that's what this report sought to answer. Sure. Well, actually, here are some reasons. Right, and, yes, and, of course. Yeah, that's, that's because people see trains and they see freight on the back of trains. Mm. And I think we've got this kind of romantic kind of view of, you know, that trains helped build our nation, which they did. Sure. Uh, and that... They're still lingering. They're, that they're, that they're idea still is still lingering. lingering. I mean, like, you think about it. I mean, my kids watch Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. No, I watch Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> um, we do we do hark back to how things were, but at the end of the day, it is 150-year-old technology and it's not getting any sharper. Sure, sure. And I suppose, you know, you, since New Zealand, we are you know, a long country and That's we right. still have this idea that rail can span from one end to the other. Um, but economically, that's not feasible, and that's what your report has looked it, at. It, right? it is. It, it is what it says. Look, it, it basically says all the things that, and we we were driven as well to to produce this report because the government has indicated they are going to spend about five billion dollars over the next few years on rail, 
and they are essentially robbing Peter to pay Paul. They're taking that money from road user charges, which the heavy trucking industry pay about almost $2 billion a year mm. in, in, in their road user charges towards maintaining roads. And I think a lot of Kiwis know that roads are being run down mm. and we're not seeing that maintenance. And that's not actually just the fault of this government. It, it started under the previous government because they had to sweat roading assets a bit more and they took that money that they would have otherwise otherwise spent and they invested it in building roads of national significance. Mm-hmm. So we did we got, we did win out of it, but we're, we're, we're sort of facing the consequences now. The the issue with um, spending $5 billion on railers, mm. you want to know what your level of return is going to be. Now, we are not anti-rail. Actually, we think rail plays a really important part in the freight task. But to spend $5 billion and use the sort of political rhetoric that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has used, mm. like we're spending money on rail to get dangerous trucks off roads. Okay, so how many trucks? How many trucks are you going to remove from, from the road? From that 93% figure that I gave you, mm. 93% of freight travels by truck, 6% by rail. What shift are you going to get sure. from And the government hasn't rail? said And And even in, mm. I, I thought they would. You know, I thought that we would get to a point where they would put out in their rail plan exactly what they're hoping to achieve. They are Nothing, no. And we've seen dysfunction at Kiwi Rail very clearly. I think with the recent departure of the chief executive, I, I think it is rushing around a bit like a headless chook with lots, lots to spend. Sure. But as taxpayers, I sure. think your listeners want to know, would want to know, well, if we're going to spend billions, where's it going to be spent? And what is it going to achieve sure. to help our economy? How is it going to help improve the carrying of the freight task? And what our report looks at, it looks at emissions. You know, there is this kind of, you know, contributing to the fantasy again that, you know, that you're going to get... Um, Lower emissions out of rail, mm, not so much safety. The comparisons they make are actually not uh, effective comparisons. And and actually, the thing that I would say to you, if, if I can leave one thing with you, Levi, and the people who are listening, rail just can't carry most of the freight New Zealand needs it to. Because mm. as you said, we're a long, thin country. We've got quite a, a population is in different different areas. Mm. Rail is most effective and most competitive over distance. 80% of our freight travels moves within a region. So if you've got right, to get okay. sort of 250 to 400 kilometres bulk, you know, movement of a commodity for rail to be, even start to be competitive with road. And as I say, it's right. only... Rail's only one station to another. There's still a journey before it went on to the train and there's a journey afterwards. And you don't get many trains backing up to supermarkets. You don't see them at farm gates. Think about how you know how New Zealand produces and how it consumes. Trains are just generally not involved. And, and it's for slow uh, bulk commodities. You know, like, as I say, great to carry coal from the West Coast to Littleton without a truck. That's about the only thing in New Zealand that doesn't right. So you would say that's the only rail network in New Zealand or would that, it be a handful, that, do you that, think? That's the only rail journey in New Zealand that doesn't involve a truck at either end as uh, coal from the West Coast. And of course, that's not a story the government want told. That's the reality of the situation. So, And, and what's what's driving this heavy investment then of $5 billion? Is it is it pure ideology? Is it this, like you said, this sort of idea that trains are with the backbone of New Zealand's economy, etc.? What's driving that? I think it. I think it is ideology. I think 
that, and we see it with, with private vehicle use as well, a truck represents commerce. It represents the free market economy because it can go wherever it needs to go mm-hmm. uh, under the direction of a, of a customer, a private car. You can get a new car and drive wherever you like. Even if we decarbonize these, and this is where you know the environment is often used or climate change is often used to dress up these arguments. But when you actually talk and you say, well, hang on, if, if we can decarbonize the heavy transport fleet over the next 20 years, and we can do the same to the domestic, you know, my car, your car, um, and they're, they're all e-vehicles, what what shouldn't we still be building more roads and 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 using these 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 modes of transport and you mm. get you, you know you, you get a signal very quickly no no we're not we're trying to disincentivize car travel which is why we're slowing down road speeds and we're um, deliberately not maintaining roads in some areas I think it's why we're saying no things have got to go on trains and it's actually about putting more government control on these things so you have to you have to use a public transport centrally controlled trains owned by the government so i do think that is i do think that's what's behind it there is a distrust of uh humans to make decisions for themselves for businesses to be able to make decisions for themselves and what we've got to do is use evidence like we've produced in this rail report to show that things are going to be slower they're not going to be as effective and actually in the case of rail it just can't carry what we need it to carry and that only about 10 or 12% of the freight that moves around New Zealand is contestable by rail now. Cool. So, so that, that would still represent doubling what it carries at the moment, say 6 to 12%. The question that we've got remaining is how much money, how much public money is the government prepared to invest? To spend on that, to make it up to 12%. Exactly. And what do we get for $5 billion in that? Like, as I say... I think Auckland to Tauranga to Waikato, that that golden triangle, you know, where most of the population of the country sits. Uh, I think there's definitely a case for more rail investment because that can be a real help. Main trunk line, same thing. But these little lines that perhaps were uh, mothballed due to slips and things years ago um, that might carry a trainer or two a week with logs, mm. not so much. And you were saying in the report as well that there was some problems with the data or the research done by the Ministry of Transport. I mean, are they, tell me more about those details. Well, it's just how you interpret. I mean, a lot of the data we've used, and I think we've built a case against rail, uh, Mm. is good Ministry of Transport data. But it's more, it's more the rhetoric once again. So, And they can't back up that rhetoric, like you said. Correct. It's things like, they call trucks gross emitters. Uh, well, there might be a technical term that defines gross emitters, but what does it sound like to most of us? It sounds like you know they're appalling yeah, sure. emitters. Sure. And I think the industry has to decarbonise, and it, we have to take those steps, and we have to help lead that. So I'm not fighting against that, but we've got to wait for technology to be become to available up. to do that effectively. Is it just rhetoric? Is it is it just greenwashing when they say that? Rail is more environmentally friendly. Does the evidence stack up? It doesn't really. I mean, because because when you look at vehicle kilometres travelled by a size of load, there isn't actually much of a a case to be made. What you're talking about as well is old diesel locomotives. Like, we're not talking about electric trains carrying sure. freight. 
the emissions that come out of those diesel locomotives on a train will be, you know, the average 50-ton truck travelling Auckland to Wellington line haul is, you know, their emissions profile is going to be significantly better because their owner has invested in that over in their fleet over a period of years and we haven't seen that in rail and you know then people listening will say well yes but that's why we need to invest billions of dollars to invest in 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 better quality uh locomotives and and carriages and yeah there is an argument for that but once again we want to know what the payback is sure i mean you know if you think about it in other terms you know fuel consumption reduction for heavy commercial vehicles has been i think was about 36 percent between 1970 and 2006. So even the diesel engine is improving all the time. We've now got synthetic fuels, which are a lot more expensive, but actually they work with an existing, the existing you know, engine. Sure. Uh, was of, it the drop in biofuels? Was it the right the, and, or no? In biofuels, you get, right. a good, you get a good little 4 or 5% reduction as well. Um, but synthetic fuels actually are, there's, there's, there's next to no... Um, emission uh three times the price might add but what i'm saying is the combustion engine probably is going to live quite a bit longer and we've got to look for ways to like through synthetic fuels of of decarbonizing rather than waiting for these so these technologies that 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 may or may not come in the next few years the industry Mm. is very keen to to pick the low-hanging fruit and get reductions now and it's so easy for a government to talk about what it wants to achieve and paint a blue sky, rosy picture of everything, but push all the key decisions and all the key movement to some time in the future when they're not going to be involved. But, but it, so what's the, what's the low-hanging fruit? Well, the low-hanging fruit is exactly what you talked about. Right. It's the... Um, it's, it's, it's those biofuels. It's also electric trucks. Um, we, were, we were at a launch today in Auckland uh, of at Car and Haslam, which is a prominent car carrier, and they carry fuel bottles around Auckland as well, but they carry carry cars around the country. They um, launched an e-canter, which can put a car on the back, and you know that's fully electric around Auckland. Uh, Fuso trucks push that uh, through to them, and um, that's really exciting for those round town, those metropolitan deliveries. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So this is the stuff we should be incentivizing rather than looking out to the future. You know, trucks. Big, heavy trucks, batteries, much, much harder proposition. Mm. Hydrogen, yeah, possibility, but we have no network at the moment. But, you know, let's let's take what we've got um, and, uh, you know, let's work on efficient means of, of, of freight delivery because that's the other thing. Trains are slow. You've got to have a truck at either end. We've actually got to, you know, fast delivery aids the economy. And, you know, Levi, we've seen over the last two years with COVID, when many of us, most of us were at home during that first and, and even subsequent lockdowns, it's been truck drivers out there delivering things, getting uh, goods to where they need to go, medical equipment, food. Uh, that's what keeps the country running. Can you imagine, you know, how putting more on a train service at that time would have, you know, would have worked? Slowed things it's down. Just, it would have slowed things down. So this is, you know, we say if you slow down trucks, you slow down the economy. And this is a point in time in New Zealand. A, I don't think we can afford to spend the billions of dollars, but we actually can't afford to slow down the economy. Our economy needs a really effective freight movement at the moment because we're fighting all these other challenges. Um, if you think about high inflation, if you think about the viability of big chunks of our um, business community and hospitality, but there are other sectors as well that are being hit. Mm. And uh, we need the 
the the things that I call trucking the good cholesterol of New Zealand because it moves all the good stuff around to where you need it to go. We need that to be working as effectively and efficiently as it can be, and that's good roading, safe roading, reliable design of roading, good driver force. And so leaning into that, that $5 billion, I mean, that can make a huge difference for New Zealand's roads right now. You know, if you were in charge, where would that $5 billion go, do you think? Would it go straight into roading safety? Yep. When you improve, it'll make an improvement for everybody, and that's really that's actually what's really important. What's you know, it's a frustration for many of people. They travel on roads with trucks because trucks are quite intimidating at times. But what people should know is that our roads are engineered and built to a level to cope with those trucks and paid for by those trucks. That those heavy trucks actually pay more of a contribution to road user charges than than they take in terms of. Uh, wear and tear mm, off mm. the roads and so there's this view they're destroying the roads and yada 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 actually they contribute to the roads being the standard they are um, but what I would do is 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 invest in maintenance in areas around the country you know well well used roads that need upgrades and I'm thinking State Highway 5, Napier to Taupur uh, State Highway 6, Nelson mm. to Blenheim, obviously State Highway 1, the length and breadth of the country. Those are, and, and then those those key routes for, for people and freight. And I would I would also open the borders up to allow um, migrant workers and to help us because we probably don't sure. have the labour force to do this. And then I would think again about those big roading improvements that we need. We know we need Ōtaki to live in faster than the government said they'll build it. Um, we need, uh, certainly in the Bay of Plenty around Tauranga, we need greater roading investment uh, north of Tauranga, uh, and Auckland uh, remains the same. And and in Canterbury as well, if you think about Christchurch to uh, Timaru and to Ashburton, it's, and I've, I've also talked about uh Places like Otago Southland, a lot of bridges actually are now, they're saying, I oh, know, look, the bridge is too old, we can't have a, a truck of that mm. weight over it. That costs money because a truck often has to divert, say, 20 or 30 kilometres. Who pays? Yeah, consumers. that's right, the consumer at the end of the day. What's the trend looking like in the future for freight in New Zealand? Is it projected to grow significantly over the next couple of decades? Yeah, it's projected to grow probably about 40%. Uh, over the next 25 years, I think those are the Ministry of Transport figures. So the freight task keeps growing. And you know, that was the other question we posed in this report. If it keeps growing, what for rail to actually not just stay where it is now, but to grow in its share of the overall freight task, you know, what does it need to grow by? And I mean, it's it's absolutely massive. I mean, and this is a problem for rail. In 2005, it carried 19 million tonnes of freight. In 2019, it carried 19 million tonnes of freight. And you think about how much, that's why it's fallen 20% in terms of its real share of freight movement. And I just don't see anything that's going to change that. Significantly grow that Significantly. It would have to be, forget 5 billion, it would have to be 50 billion. Although we'd rather see the 5 billion spent on modes of transport and transforming to alternative energies. Uh, investing in their good old trusty or not so trusty diesel locomotives and and pretty rubbish rail. So is the government um, actually underfunding roads in New Zealand? It's this is the I think people can see and feel this in a lot of roads, Levi. The the Wakakutahi board last year asked the government for two point six billion dollars for roading maintenance. And they got about 
2.1, 2.2. So they were underfunded by half a, half a billion dollars, dollars. a year. Mm. What, what they were wanting to do is to ensure the roads didn't deteriorate any further. That was just to get them back on track and get some sure. good stuff going. What we know is that, as I said to you, I think at the start, that over the last 10 or 12 years, roading maintenance has been depleted. Uh, in real terms, uh, it's gone backwards because over the last five years, it, there's, it costs an extra 30% to maintain a kilometre of highway. That gives you an idea of how much we need to keep increasing this maintenance budget by if we're just going to keep our heads above the water. Yeah. And that's not happening. So I would say to you, there's $5 billion going on rail, which is probably going to give us a little bit of, maybe we might move 1% of freight. Actually, we could if we spent an extra you know, half a billion dollars a year for the next five years, I think we'd be in a really good position Better for the position. road. And that would just that doesn't just help freight, that helps everybody who uses a road or relies on a road, and that's every New Zealander. Mm, um, mm. So we are we are working on that. Uh, and the last thing I would say, sure. Levi, is that actually come to the Transporting New Zealand website and the listeners are welcome to come and, and look at a copy of the download a copy of the report. It's uh, it's all there. Um, and our 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 website is always it always but just type in transporting New Zealand and you'll see it uh, and um, you'll find a copy of the report there and it's it's actually quite weighty it's a, it's almost 70 pages and I mean it's 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 kind of concerning that a small industry funded organization like ours has to put the time and the effort and the money into something like this mm. and the but, government's not doing it themselves exactly mm. so, which is the major concerning part yeah but I think we'll leave it there. But yes, that's right. Our listeners can go to transporting.nz, correct? They can. And they can have a look at that. And there was probably an executive summary on the report. There is. Yes. No, but um, thank you very much, Nick. It's been very insightful. Thank, thank you. And I hope that um, people listening get something out of it and they get something out of reading our report as well. 